We are back. Yep. Didn't go anywhere at all. Mm -mm. Still here. Standing tall and proud. Yep. Pretty sure we're walking in circles. That might be true. Doesn't this clearing look familiar? Oh, no. Who's that over there in the brush? It's the Blair Witch. <laughs> How come oh. the Blair Witch never goes? <laughs> I don't know. How come the Blair Witch didn't have a house made out of candy? Maybe I mean, she that's did. That's the only reason know? I hunt around in the woods. I guess the, the, the was the house that they find, is that supposed to be the witch's house? Um. Well, if it was, it, it surely was not made of candy. I don't know if it was just that they had a low budget and they had to make some cuts here and there. Couldn't have candy house. They're like, we're going to we're going to add all the candy in digitally. We're going to do it in post. Right now, it just looks like an old cabin. The, la the final scene of the movie with the guy standing in the corner, he was supposed to be munching on gingerbread. Yeah, yeah. Just, ow, ow, ow. That's what yeah. we're going to do. Let's make a we'll make our own cut of the Blair Witch Project. But we add in a <laughs> in the distance, mm -hmm. and then the final scene, <clears throat> we rotoscope a candy house. So the when they find that cabin, they're like, "What's the, oh my god? What's this? A candy house?" <laughs> and uh, it it can be uh, hopefully part of the Candyland shared universe. A lot Did of, they make lot a, of, Are they making know. a Candyland movie? They prob I, probably are. They should, if, it's surprising that they haven't already. Truly. I have a game. It's a new segment. It's called Guess the Meme. Okay. I have before me a meme that I saw. And you have to guess the pictures. I'm just going to read the caption. This is like a... I would say this is like something that uh, like someone our parents age would share to a Facebook group mm. called now that's just funny. And it has okay. like the cry laughing emoji guy, like on his back, like with his legs and hands kicking and screaming. He's laughing mm. so hard. <clears throat> so it's, uh, I'll say there, it's a, there are six tiled photos and it says, an argument between these six guys would be the most priceless conversations ever. And I will say that they are all fictional characters. None of them are uh, animated. And they are all, well, no, all five out of the six are from intellectual properties that um, came out in the last 10 years. If you go 30, they're all in there. Okay. So it's it's six 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 people and an argument. Six, six white men uh, that are all yeah. from television and movies. These are the characters, I think. Although it's not clear some of them are well some just look like headshots, but I I think that the idea is that these fictional characters would be a real hoot if they all had an argument together. Okay, I'm, I'm going to assume that they're they're good good arguers. That's that's what I'm 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 trying to hit here. Uh, mm. So uh, they're all fictional characters. They're all white men and uh, aren't good at arguing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, last ten years, whew, 
who's good at arguing? Uh, okay. I need a little more help, I think. They're all from disparate properties? None of them yes. are from the same? Okay. Yes, they are all from disparate properties. I will say that they all, they're not necessarily good arguers. I guess it's just that people think that they all talk good or funny. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess that Danny DeVito uh, is, is one of the, these pictures. No, I'm sorry. No. Okay. All right. Um, well, let's see. Um, I'm going to go with a little more debonair uh answer on uh um hmm. <laughs> uh, robert downey jr is the iron man yes you got okay, it that's okay, one down one. okay and i'm also going to go with uh all right can can, can i ask you is this sure. the, was that the only marvel character um yes okay okay i give up I'll, I'll say there's another Disney <laughs> franchise character. Okay. Uh, Disney franchise character. Um, and I guess this is a Star Wars. And uh, this 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 character, there's nobody who's good at arguing. In yeah, Star no, Wars. there's nobody. <laughs> they just wave their hand and change everybody's mind. Yeah. No. Um, this, I mean, reach a little further back. I think this predates uh, Disney owning Marvel and Star Wars. Okay, I'm gonna, I, you, all right. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, Robin Williams in Flubber. <laughs> no, that's too far back. Too far back. Okay. Yes, this is this is a character that uh, mom and dad thought was a real hoot. Uh, just uh, Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Then. No, 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 no. Like closer to our time. Okay. Uh, Mom and Dad, that was a real hoot. Um, Mr. Owl from the uh, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. No, these are all white men. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I said a hoot. No, yeah. I just meant, you know how they'll be like, oh, you should have seen, oh, that guy. Woo, he's a real trip, you know? Um, yeah, okay. And it's Disney, but it's not animated. Mm -hmm. Um I'm saying it's a live action adaptation of an existing uh, Disney property. Okay. All right. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I did not find those very, I'm, I'm going to go with Will Smith. No, wait, he's not. Like, what? <laughs> I was going to guess his genie from the Aladdin. Uh, oh, is there another one of those that is, uh, I mean, you're in the right ballpark, like a, like a charismatic, um, kind of A-list goofball. Okay. Um, I don't know if this was Disney. Is this a uh, Jim Carrey as the Grinch? No, I'm sorry. You're going too far. I'm very bad at this. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you another hint. Uh, he wears eyeliner. Okay. Um, it's not a, um, it's not a, it's not based on a cartoon. It's based on a ride. 
Oh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow. Go. Wouldn't that be funny to see Iron Man and Captain Jack Sparrow have an okay. argument? Yeah. Um, next up, we have uh, an actor who is in the Marvel Universe, but not as his character from the Marvel Universe, as his character from uh, a BBC television series. Uh, okay, is this um, BBC television series but is in the marvel universe mm -hmm. try to picture it in your mind palace mm. dr strange it is it's better it's sherlock cumberbatch yeah. as sherlock holmes okay next up we have um <clears throat> a character from a sitcom that um uh, this is Sheldon Cooper. Yes, it's Sheldon. <laughs> oh, you got it right away. I'm starting to get on the wavelength. Yeah, you're starting to feel meme. it out now, right? Yeah. Now here's okay. So another. This is from a uh, American TV drama, and uh, it's a British actor, but he's not. He plays an American. <clears throat> okay. It's a sitcom. No, it's a it's a drama, I guess. Kind of a procedural <laughs> drama. All right. Um. Very similar to the other British guy on this list. So very similar to Cumberbatch. I don't know. You got me. It's Dr. House, MD. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one is the oldest one. Uh, he was at one time one of the highest paid uh, actors on television and hasn't done much since. And it's uh, not Jerry Seinfeld. Is it Ray Romano? No. Further back than Ray. Okay, further back than Ray. So, like, same era as Seinfeld. As it is uh, Drew Carey? No. <laughs> He's He was part of NBC's must-see TV lineup with Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, is it Dr. Fraser Crane? No. Um... Hmm. Could he be any more obvious? It's Ross Geller. <laughs> it's Chandler, Chandler Bing. Bing. <laughs> okay. Oh, that sounds that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> that, that show Just sounds terrible. Just Sheldon, Doctor House, Chandler, Iron Man, Sherlock Holmes, and Captain Jack Sparrow. You get them all in a big. You get them sitting around a big booth at an Italian restaurant, and they're all waving their hands and yelling different things. Yeah, and then you. You make an oil painting of that dinner and hang it up in the Italian restaurant, and then like mm -hmm. these are the sort of sort of clientele that we attract. That would come have man, dinner amongst the stars. That would be the kind of like crappy painting that you would see hung up on the wall in like a shitty restaurant, <laughs> just like one of those one of those pictures <clears throat> with the neon lights built into the picture that the guy puts in his man cave, and it's like. You know, Marilyn Monroe and, and <coughs> Frank Humphrey Sinatra Bogart, and Elvis Frank Sinatra, and Humphrey. they're all playing a game of pool together. Well, it's what whatever uh, the, the theme of the rest of the man cave is. Like if it's a Harley guy, all like Marilyn Monroe and all of them are on their own separate Harleys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if uh, they're uh, Detroit Tigers fans, like they're sitting in uh, Comerica Park and they're they're uh, all wearing Tigers caps. But it's just one guy who paints that those five old dead movie stars over in a, a different yeah. i uh i stayed at an airbnb that had a pool table and they had many of those 
pictures with the lights built in all over the walls. And they're signed. They have like an artist's name. And I looked up the artist, and he also is the director of the film The Ant Bully. <laughs> okay. All right. Weird, right? That's his other thing. He made The Ant Bully. I think that was a DreamWorks animation film. Yeah, I I can I vaguely remember the DVD cover of that movie. Like a kid and he's like standing arms akimbo. And I think maybe there's like an ant. He's standing on an ant. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's one of those ones where you're like, I, I think this got a theatrical release. I don't think this is straight to DVD, but it was probably there for such a short period of time. It was it one of those ones where impact, like, it's hard to remember now. Yeah, it 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 was never a Happy Meal toy, but it might have been a Taco Bell kids meal exclusive. Well, that's uh that's guess the meme, and uh, we will be throwing that new segment <laughs> right in the trash. Okay, I, I was gonna say I'll practice, so I'll be better at it next time. But well, maybe never, you, you can surprise mind. me and hit me with one sometime. Okay, okay. We uh we need to go to the well. You know what? This isn't really a correction. We need another new segment. This one is called AJ, AJ Predicted It. Oh. So I'll just, I'll make a new uh, theme and put it in there. Uh, th today on AJ Predicted It, I think maybe like three or four episodes ago, we were talking about Sprite Remix. Uh-huh. And uh, you said uh, you wanted to try to remix soda by just adding more sweetener to it oh are we talking about coca-cola starlight Coca -Cola right now? starlight folks <laughs> it's here the the drink that is supposed to evoke the uh space somehow a thing that no one here has ever tasted apparently it just tastes like they put too much sugar in coca-cola yeah i think it's bright red it, yeah it looks like it's, it has a very red red hue so put this under the file of, if you're the one running the fan wiki for for <laughs> us, start a new page. AJ predicted it. And go back and listen to the New Year's episodes, because he predicted several things in the New Year's episodes as well. This has been AJ, AJ predicted, predicted it. <laughs> All right, do you got an idea for a podcast? I do. This one is called uh, The Creepy Crawl Space. Ooh. And, uh... It's a podcast about, uh, uh, well, uh, trying to reverse engineer the creepy crawler machine for uh, a new, the same audience. Because I miss mine, and I would buy one, but they stopped making them. And uh, toys now are for adults, not for children. Children mm -hmm. would be caught dead with a toy. Toys aren't cool. Toys are for adults trying to recreate their childhood back when toys weren't uncool. Yeah, now toys are for men who have gotten too accustomed to not having girlfriends and now can never have girlfriends because they've filled their extra bedroom in their apartment with shelves full of toys. Yeah. But, Going to uh, a, uh, yeah. to a comic book shop and they have like a $500, like just exquisite creepy crawler machine. Like the a fancy one tall. with all kinds of valves all over it and steam coming out of it, like yeah. a $5,000 coffee machine. Uh, a hyper-realistic uh, statue of Deadpool comes out of it. Just, But it's jiggling like a jello mold. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe the new creepy crawler machine is just we figure out a way to print some sort of a jiggly gel on a 3D printer. Oh, well, I mean, that 
those those things get so hot. I I, I think that that's even hotter than the uh, creepy. Maybe that's the new creepy crawler machines. They're very dangerous. Let's sell they them to kids. Yeah, they do sell them to kids, and they do get hot enough to boil water. And I've thought about putting a pot of water on that thing and just seeing if I could get it to boil. But I can't imagine that that's good for the printer or my electricity bills. I never but, had a creepy crawler machine, but I did have the precursor, which was a little thing that you could like, it made like a little army soldier men. Mm-hmm. And I think you put molten lead in it. Ooh, that's even that's the burns are even better with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the creepy crawler machine came with uh, steel molds, so I, I know I've still got molds. There's just uh, there's no plasti goop to put in, and that that's that's what you uh, poured into your molds. Plasti goop, that's right. And there's so much uh, uh, so many slime kits in the stores these days, and yeah, you know mm-hmm. you look around you everywhere you look, it's another slime kit. Some of them are glittery. Some of them have a smell that isn't bad. Some of them glow in the dark or make fart noises. Now with chunks. That one didn't sell really well. Uh, Floam. <laughs> yeah. Floam, Floam was uh, is the only one that the Nickelodeon toys made that was unpleasant to the touch. You're like, I, would, was, like, I would not like to touch this anymore. Floam would also dry out like air dry clay. So you could like make sculptures out of it. Right. But it was also prohibitively expensive to sculpt with like wowie what are you gonna and in the in the commercials they're like kid makes a big ray gun out of like seven different colors of foam mm-hmm. then you get you you go with your money to the kb toys all you can afford is one little green thing of foam wow this is great and then you just forget you leave it out and then it dries up in the shape of the inside of your fist where you squished it Oh, you didn't even make a dick? Didn't make a dick. Hmm. But I mean let's not let's not focus on what, what could have been. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking forward to the future. What's next in the creepy crawl space? We're disrupting the creepy crawl space. Oh, uh what's what's next? Uh well, I I, I would like it to be a show about uh like like I said, uh reverse engineering the creepy crawler machine. I'm not advocating for them to bring it back. I would prefer to have a a, a fancy version that has uh, more features and uh, doesn't try to hold my hand. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want there to be danger of burns. Oh, it's it's a little bit masochistic. The creepy crawl we just, space. Sometimes you of, gotta uh, go into the creepy crawl space because you've been bad, and that's where where you go in, until you're ready to come out. Right, when that and is, you, who knows. Instead of having those little, uh, like, cast aluminum trays with a mold in the shape of a centipede, uh-huh. this is just a big, glowing hot ingot of uh, plasti goop. Yeah. And you pour it into your hands and then try quickly to mold it into the shape of a bug as it burns you. <laughs> but that's a, that's a good idea. I would like it to be more of a forge and less of an o- oven. Yeah, because it, it, look looked, like, it looked just like an easy bake oven. It would have been cooler if all of the elements were exposed. Now, I believe that they did make a, like a girl's version of the creepy crawler machine as well. Yes. That made like a doll. A, with a, doll a, clothes. And we we, but we they, have it to, was still like a weird, goopy little. Uh, yeah. Creepy uh, dolls. <laughs> yeah, creepy dolls. 
That's the creepy crawl space. Yeah. I've got I've got one here. This one's called Six Degrees of State Surveillance. Okay. And this would just be a a, a podcast that feeds into my paranoia where we take a random topic from Wikipedia and then try and get to something involving the United States surveillance operations, the CIA, the NSA, the FBI. We have to connect everything back to those. Okay. With clicking through Wikipedia in as little steps as possible. All right. So like, um, I don't know. Give me something. Uh, hot dogs. Hot dogs. Of course. We talked in our last episode about the poison hot dogs at Disneyland that killed children. Okay. Now so we know. That, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, well, Disney right there. Yeah. Worked with the, the uh, what it was, the, uh, before the, or the CIA, the OSS, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe those hot dogs were there on purpose. They're a feature, not a bug. Maybe you hide your poison hot dogs in some place where no one would ever look for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like at your uh, multi-million dollar theme park that serves hot dogs that aren't poison. Yeah, hide them in plain sight. There's just a, a one box that says, uh, use these hot dogs. And then another box that says, don't use these hot dogs for reasons that are above your pay grade. Yeah. These hot dogs are on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> There's some guy who just discovered us last week and is tuning in again. And he's like, are they always talking about the poison hot dogs? It's, you know, it's, it's probably the most commonly talked about poison food on this podcast. It's, it's fair to say. Uh, yes. And we talk about a lot of poison. Mm-hmm. There's no two ways about that. That's six degrees of state surveillance. Hit me uh, with another you, idea. Did you want to uh, do another connection or do you want another podcast idea? Give me another podcast. Uh, well, this one is one we could maybe maybe at some point in time sell to the CIA. This one is Piped In Podcasts. This is, uh, we have once before uh, tried to do uh, conversations at a party as a podcast that, that someone could put on to set the mood for a party that they are throwing. This just takes that concept uh, a little bit further. Uh, this this would once again be us uh, recording a real sounding conversation to be played in many different places, many different installations across the, the country. Ah. Like uh, perhaps you have a museum. Uh, we, we would do a, uh, a podcast of conversations of what one might, uh, what you would like people to be talking about in the artwork on the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we could, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you've got a sports bar. that's not really big. We'll, we'll do conversation that you can pipe in to make it sound like everybody's really into this game. Maybe yeah. I should stay and order another beer and some more wings. Yeah. So I'm looking around and I see no one here, but me, but, but I just always really get into it. Yeah. This place is about to get crazy. Mm-hmm. Huh? What? Where did that come from? Maybe if it's busy, you could have like a, a like the recording just randomly says like "Go Pats," and then everybody mm-hmm. gets in an argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I remember at the art museum when I was a kid, there was an installation that was like that. It was like a room, and there were like black plywood boxes all over the place, and they would thump 
and there was like a voice from inside would be like fear and then boom, 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 on the other war it's like whoa so freaky <laughs> i'd like to know how much that guy got paid for that mm-hmm. uh you know they say that the best thing you could do is to tell tell your coworkers how much uh you make does that does that also work for artists i feel like it ought to right they, if they say that just the best thing to like, do is to tell your coworkers how much you make. Yeah, you're like supposed to collectively bargaining, or yeah, it like undermines your boss's ability to like play people against each other if you're mm. all just honest about how much you get paid. Because people you. are like, "Hey, wait a minute!" At first, I thought you were Picasso's you were saying like, "How much I make six figures, peon?" <laughs> say <laughs> yeah, like maybe. in that that respect. Don't even look at me. <laughs> yeah, it's not it, it's not something that bosses are telling each other. Although maybe that could be a, a good way to beat people down if you just told them how much more you make than them, if you wanted them to be discouraged. Yeah, and then you could say I, something like that. And I find like, that a yeah, lot of bosses and, and actually do it's, that. It's funny, you know, like all it would take is, you know, one little car accident and then they'd have to find somebody else to sit in this seat and collect that check. Wild, huh? They're like, hey, listen, things are tight around here. I can't give you a raise right now. I'm barely scraping by. You know, all of my kids are in private school. Do you know how much that costs? I mean, we're uh -huh. all tightening our belts. Yep. And and then you're like, oh, man, when they said uh, more money, more problems, they weren't kidding. I'm glad uh, I'm not I think Greg. Like lucky stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the piped in pot. Uh, we could also do this like... Um, we could have a an episode for funerals where uh -huh. just weeping. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 he was a good man. Oh. And we could do them for different types of funerals, like uh, like when uh, somebody that everybody hated died, and mm -hmm. it, it's just you know lots of feet stomping, and they're playing Queen songs in there, and everybody's singing along. And another one bites dust. Hey hey. Yeah. That could be good too, because sometimes at a funeral where nobody liked the person, everybody's still like. You know, they feel obligated bit, to yeah. say something good. So there's like a guy getting up there. Well, what can I say about uh, Uncle Randy? Uh, you know, he he fought in the war. And then there's just a voice from the back of the of the funeral homes like, boo. <laughs> this man was a coward. He beat his wife. Now I'm Fire. thinking about that, uh, you know, that that one play that it's somebody in somebody's wedding and the audience oh, gets to yeah. be a part part of the wedding. Yeah. Why, why didn't they ever make a sequel that was a funeral? Oh, man. They should have made one where they after they get married, then they have a baby and you're everyone's at the hospital. <laughs> they have to hire a new pregnant woman every night for the show. Are, are you saying that there's actually going to be a live birth oh, in this play every birth. night? Yeah, every night. <laughs> so so we ha not only have to get a pregnant woman, we have to get one who's very close to being uh, due and does not mind having her pregnancy induced on stage in front yeah. of a paying crowd. And she has to do a believable Italian accent. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Do you think that show's good? I remember seeing ads for it when I was younger and being like, I didn't get it. I'd be like, is it like, like it, the idea, I couldn't form it in my mind at the time because mm -hmm. I think I'd only seen like, you're a good man, Charlie Brown and the Nutcracker were the only two things I'd ever seen performed on a stage. 
I, I imagine it's one of those things that could be super fun or just die a thousand deaths. Like I've, I've been to three or four different murder mystery parties mm, and yeah. I've had it be super fun where, where everybody's into it. And then I've had it be like a thing that people are just reading, reading lines out of a book monotone. And they're just like, can this fucking thing be over? And all the corny, none of the corny jokes land. And oh, you yeah. just, you just wish you weren't doing it or we're doing it with different people. <laughs> I'd say the thing that that can make, make or break a murder mystery is if no one is into it except for one guy. And depending on how you feel about that one guy, that could be the best experience or the worst experience. If everyone is just kind of like, uh, he said that he was going outside for a cigarette, but I don't believe that I've ever seen him smoke. And then this other guy's like, like <laughs> trying to do an accent and like he brought a top hat with him. Oh yeah. See, I'm susceptible to that. Like if, if uh, that guy throws the party, uh, his, uh, I won't be that guy, but his exuberance will infect me. I, mm-hmm. I will become a toady to the one guy who's into the, uh, murder mystery party. You're like, I, I don't know if you're the killer, but I want to let's team up and form an alliance. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I like, I like what you're doing here. All right. I got, I got another idea here. Okay. This I didn't come up with a title. Um, I just wrote down sexy board game, parenthesis, instead of dice. So you know those okay. sexy dice that mm-hmm. you can get at Spencer's Gifts that say like one has like kiss and touch and blow. And then the other one has parts of the body. And then you're like, I guess I have to kiss feet again. Yeah. You, are instead. you saying that you have loaded sex dice? Yeah. <laughs> so that- <laughs> I'm just rolling them all night. Yeah. Kiss my feet. Kiss them. <laughs> Everyone in this orgy is kissing my feet tonight. <laughs> <laughs> why, hey, Nathan, why did you show up barefoot to the orgy? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> no, this is, a, this is a board game. I think dice is a little boring. And if you're going to have people over, you know, you should, you should, have some form of entertainment so this is i'm thinking like a like a sexual version of uh, settlers of Catan or something like that you know these the new new board games that people are so crazy about pandemic do a sexy version of that it's a fun game uh and and i don't think either one of those games i don't think you roll dice in either one i I was wondering where you're gonna go because so many of them still use dice as the the engine of the game. Yeah. But, uh, well, we would do what my great grandparents did, uh, and and just throw the dice away because they're sinful. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then put a little spinner in there instead, because there's no gambling associated with spinning things. <laughs> that's it, it. It. Yeah. That's that's a good move. And <laughs> is that why uh, the game of life had a spinner? You know what? That was one that my grandparents really liked because it had a spinner and no dice. I don't know if it was specifically for religious reasons, but it was in my in my family. They also didn't uh, didn't believe in going to the movies, and so at Christmas time, 
all of us grandkids would be like, can we go to the movies? And they'd be like, shh. And then we'd all we'd all sneak upstairs and look at the newspaper and then be like, oh, Fival is playing. We'd be like, bye, great grandma and great granddad. We're going to go to the store for an hour and a half. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. They had free popcorn at the store. That's why I have butter all over my shirt. <laughs> we went to a car dealership. There was a mouse there and he was Jewish. And he came to America, but he got separated from his family. That happened at the at the at, at the, the car dealership. At the car dealership, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh. he befriended a cat named Tiger. He was a member of a gang <laughs> called the Mott Street Maulers. <laughs> so, so, so this game is about keeping a secret from your great grandparents, but, but still being a child and, and needing to tell them about everything that has happened. This could be this could be the game. <laughs> the game is it's like don't wake daddy, but sexual. <laughs> don't don't give away your sex secrets to granny. <laughs> don't uh well this is a they're actually, you know, I remember as a kid, my grandmother, not the same side of the family, she used to get those finger hut catalogs, and they'd always have like uh ribald things for sale in there. And I remember I would I would always grab one of those and turn right to the page with the sexy playing cards, ooh, which is kind of another non dice sexual game, and uh, <clears throat> very similar to the idea of uh, don't give away your sex secrets to granny. I clearly remember that the uh, copy written for those sexy cards said, "Don't invite Aunt Gertrude the Prude over for a game with these <laughs> cards." <laughs> what is you have poker night and everybody's also masturbating under the table to their playing cards <laughs> hey hey Tony should we invite your anchor Drew the prude over <laughs> you know how she loves to smoke cigars and play poker with us <laughs> hey, can, we, can we invite her over we all you know all the guys love anchor Drew the prude <laughs> No, we're playing with the pornographic cards tonight. She doesn't go in for that. Now let's all jack off under the table. <laughs> yeah, so this podcast would just be us coming up with uh, the basic concept and rules for a uh, board game that uh, initiates uh, sexy behavior. Okay. Uh, uh, another idea is uh, an operation style game where it's not going into someone's body cavity so much as it is uh, uh, do, doing them sexual favors and not making their red nose light up. Yeah. Or possibly trying to make their red nose light up. It's just, it comes with a set of electrified rings that you put over your orifices. <laughs> oh, so when you do bad, you get punished. I gotcha. If you, you can't touch the ring, you have to get in there without making contact with the edge. Um. Yeah, so that's about that's that idea. Okay. Let's go to the hotline. All right. I said, let's go to the hotline. The hotline's not playing. I've I've heard it three times now. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Why am I not hearing it? Folks, it's, it's, for me. it's not for you. Is it playing right now? Oh, yeah. If you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at the podcast hotline 
That's 702-763-2277, 702-PODCASP. We tried to get podcast, but it wasn't available. And uh, you can uh, le- leave us a message, and we will explore it on the show. Voicemails like this one, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to hear it. Actually calling to inform them now. Nothing? I can hear it. Can you? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't hear it. What the hell? Well, I didn't screen this ahead of time. What was it? Is it um, still going? It is, and it was one of those ones where something kind of strange gets said right at the beginning, and then there's portions of <laughs> silence. And I, I think Hang you on. might want to reset this. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just listen to it. I can open it up here. Okay. Okay, it's just a guy saying... I'm actually calling to inform them now. And then it, it, it's just silence with clicks for the rest of the recording, mm-hmm. I guess. I thought it was a clock ticking. It might be. The clock is ticking. I'm, I'm actually calling to, re- uh, what did he say, to report them now? To I'm inform actually, them now, inform I Inform them now. Okay. Well... That's weird. Yeah. I'm I'm a little bit worried that uh this this podcast hasn't been released yet, but somehow the CIA is Oh no. <laughs> so th- this is the podcast where we have to come up with an alibi before this guy before this guy squeals. Okay. Well, uh I don't. I don't even know. It's it's so difficult to come up with an alibi when you have no idea what you're being accused of yet. Well, we need to we need to establish where Should we I were. Assume that they know all of the bad things that I've done. Yes. Okay. So Ooh, whatever boy. it is, we'll say that um, we were together at the monster truck thunder jam. Okay. I guess it that only Sunday. works if Sunday, we if Sunday. we did it on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Any other day of the week, we're going to be in trouble. Um, Mondays we were uh, we were watching Monday Night Football. Tuesdays, uh, that's, uh, Tuesdays uh, is always uh, 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 therapy with Maury. Tuesdays. Tuesdays with Maury. Oh yeah, yeah. We were mm-hmm. hanging out with Maury. Wednesdays, uh, uh well, uh, that's Adam's family day because Wednesday Adams. Yeah, we we always watch Adams Family. Yeah, and, and we watch it at the bar. Make make a cake uh, in the shape uh-huh. of one of the Adams family's heads. Last week was Fester. Yeah, the Thursday, sugar spider coming out of his mouth. Thursdays is uh, well, that's Thirsty Thursdays. That's when we uh, when we have our our weekly beer chugging contest. Mm-hmm. But we never yeah. black out. We always remember exactly where we were and what we were doing. If 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 I black out, it was by choice, and I've taken uh, a copious amount of notes in that situation. I've, I've, I've yes. worn my blackout hat, and I've brought my my blackout uh, pen and, and notebook, so I can uh, keep minutes to refresh myself in the next day. Yeah, we don't do anything when we black out. We actually we call it Heaven's Gate Night. <laughs> we put on, we put on matching jumpsuits and sneakers, and then we roofie each other for fun. And then everyone just has a real rough night of sleep. 
and then it's Fridays. I'm in love. Yep. We didn't do Saturday. Oh, Saturday night's all right for fighting. Yeah. And that's when everybody from the other days of the week that we uh, have upset with our weekly schedule, all they all descend upon us and we have to fight them all at once. Robert Smith from The Cure, Bigfoot, mm-hmm. Maury. Yeah. Cousin It. Well, I'm sorry, Cousin It. Nobody wants to eat a fucking cake covered in hair, you idiot. Yeah. Sorry. I That didn't sound like an apology. I didn't mean to this insult is, you, Cousin it. it. It feels like we're just establ- establishing a lot of motive for whatever we're being accused of here. We, yeah, I have no idea. We've got what a lot of enemies. Of. Yeah. That's I'm actually calling to inform them now. Thank you, caller. Hey, if you have a better idea than that, feel free to call our podcast hotline. All right, let's go to the Podtron. Let's do it. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence. We train using the list of top podcasts from the podcast charts. Metabolizes that information and gives us a new list of podcasts with titles that it thinks might be hits as well. Podcasts like <clears throat> Project Smoke and the Not So Deep Thoughts of a Connoisseur. <laughs> this is a. Uh, I I was like, is this a real podcast? So I looked it up, and there is a podcast called Project Smoke. Okay. It only has three episodes. It has one that's... Uh, it, here's the description on Apple. Apple Podcasts. Project Smoke. My podcast will consist of a numerous amount of topics, some being on the topic of smoking or whatever you guys want to talk about and make a universal connection, all while smoking a solid or two, if you may. I want you to be in a vibe when you tune in. And the first episode is called Project Smoke parenthesis trailer and it's 47 seconds long the second episode is called on this episode i'm going to talk about i'm going to be talking about being a third wheel in my own opinion and the description is as follows it happens more often than thought of that someone finds themselves being a third wheel and i honestly don't like it never have i mean who would but anyways this is my thoughts on it and that one is five minutes long (laughs) Okay. And then this is the third and final episode of Project Smoke. And the title is That is JJBBNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNNN
He said oh, I solid. He, I was, oh, I, I thought he meant like solid meat that one might smoke in, in your yeah, stomach. Yeah, no, that's bad. what I was thinking. We could get 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 a brisket going, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then we just have some not so deep thoughts. I, it, I'll just say, like you know, I've I've been smoking for over a decade. I've smoked just about every type of meat that you you can smoke. And uh, you, you know what I've learned that I like? I like how What's smoky that? the meat tastes. Mmm. I do love a good smoky meat. Honestly, that's a, that's a pretty good argument for smoking, is you're like, you know what? I love the flavor of smoked meats, but meat is murder. What if I just smoked cigarettes instead? That, just well, get all I'm that just smoke. I'm slowly smoking my own meat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm smoking my meats from the inside out. Yeah. Project Smoke. I don't think we need to take any inspiration from the existing Project Smoke. Although I haven't listened, maybe it's good. Yeah, it's maybe only... on that, that that third episode he had the transcended something language for one, uh, and uh, exists on some higher plane of podcasting where where a fourth episode was just strictly unnecessary. Maybe, you know what, maybe we'll just release, it's only 11 minutes total for all three Project Smokes. Maybe we'll just release it as a bonus material for anybody who wants to hear. Are we allowed to release somebody else's podcast as bonus material? This guy, is he going to come after us? He's uh, be like, you made me the third wheel on your podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. Yeah, he's already very paranoid about that, and we, we might be feeding into that paranoia. What if Which, we... Uh, since the CIA is already calling the podcast hotline, maybe... The way for us to feel better is to bag on somebody else. Yeah. If we do the piped in podcast, we could just in- insert clips of this guy's podcast as conversation. <laughs> just have That's it going true. in the background. And, and, all... and he's probably all about some pipes. So, uh, yeah, that, he's that a connoisseur. Work. All right. Do you have a Podtron idea that you like this week? I do. This one is called Beyond Magic, colon. The untold story of the Wizards of Wizard World. The untold story of the Wizards of Wizard World. Yeah. Man, have we seriously not done this one before? It's so good. <laughs> I, I hope Beyond The untold story of the Wizards of Wizard World. Sorry, I'm typing it all out. <clears throat> you know, this is... Uh, This is very similar to an idea that I almost put on the list this week from my own mind, Uh but it's not so simple. I'd still, I'm going to, I'm going to keep the one I have in my front pocket for another day, but I like, this is kind of a, this could be our 50 shades of gray, right? We're kind of just like changing the names. Now, now it's the untold story of the wizards of wizard world. And no one can be like, hey, you you stole my idea. It's me, J.K. Rowling. We'll be like, I didn't, I don't, this guy's name is, is Harold, Harold, uh, yeah, jar maker. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harold jar maker. <laughs> and this is your untold story beyond magic. Yeah. Now take off those pants. <laughs> okay, so it's it's gonna be like Fifty Shades. This of Grey. wizard world version. works more like the real world does. It's, it's well, this it's is like... what happens beyond the magic. This yeah. is not. 
This is this like is, MTV. This is crib. some wizardry from the streets. With a, yeah, we're gonna we're not getting into all that. This is just what they do at home. And then of course in the bedroom, that's where the real magic happens. Oh yeah, yeah. So so uh do you do you think that this is just uh just wizard cribs? Wizard cribs, yeah. That's what okay. we call it. Yeah, wizard cribs. Which uh, not we're not talking about uh, Harold Jarmaker and uh, how his parents were murdered and uh, he somehow withstood the magic of the the Dark One and uh, was left with a uh, uh, four leaf clover scar on his forehead in yeah. the crib. That's not it's, the wizard crib. He, we're he was about. killed by uh, uh, he whose name we forgot. Yeah, we we honestly forgot it. Couldn't tell you. I can tell you, he kind of looks like a like he's got like an evil dolphin face. Yeah, dark robe, real nasty son of a bitch. One of those guys that you're like uh, you, you'd like to make a joke about how they should, uh, you know, hit the beach and get a tan or something. But then you're also like, it might be something medical. It might like you might not be able to do that. Maybe this is the. Uh... The untold story kind of makes me think it's like, um, what was that movie about the the ladies who worked for NASA? Hidden figures? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like that. These are just, listen, you know, th- these wizards get all the glory. But there's a lot of uh, interesting characters that uh, were working behind the scenes mm-hmm. to keep everything running very smoothly here at Pig Pimples University. I, I believe it's called Wizard World. <laughs> Wizard, well, no, Wizard World is the whole universe, but there's a school there where the where the wizards go. Maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, I I think that you could just redo that that whole book series and and make things uh, a little more boilerplate. Welcome to Wizard World. Uh, this is the best school in Wizard World. Wizard School, and. Uh... <laughs> This is your headmaster, uh, Jonathan. It's just Jonathan. Yeah, J- Jonathan. 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 <laughs> Hello, it's me, Jonathan. Just Jonathan, <laughs> head wizard of Wizard School. We're gonna teach you all the spells. The uh, make it go up in the air spell. The uh, make it catch on fire spell. The freeze it spell. Now, Harold, I need you and your two friends uh, to go explore the hidden catacombs under the school. There you will encounter some sort of a monster. Anyways, the rest of you, we're going to be talking to the janitor here. He's really, his story is very untold. (laughs) All right, I got another one here. Okay. This is called Phil Had a Podcast Before That. All right. And, uh, and do you know what fill this is? I don't. Maybe I was thinking that we could find a Phil who had a podcast before things. Maybe if we found like a podcast from like the very early days of podcasting, like the early 2000s, early to mid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Find one of or- the original podcasts and then talk about all the see if we can get Phil as a guest and he could talk about all the things. Boy, you know, that was before we had all this, you know, streaming services. Yeah. And, you know. maybe, maybe Phil didn't even know they were called podcasts. Maybe Phil just made uh, uh, radio shows that he uh, recorded to audio cassettes 
and we'll be releasing uh, uh, Phil had a podcast before that. Phil had a uh, podcast before that is a podcast by a guy uh, that we've, we find this guy's recordings yeah, from before yeah. podcasts. Yes. That's actually a pretty good idea. All we have to do is find Phil. Yeah. The right Phil. This is, he's almost like a Paul Bunyan like character. We're just telling about his exploits. Well, they well, say old well, Phil well, had a his podcast. character on his show is Paul Bunyan-esque, but in reality, he's more of a Walter Mitty, the sort of man who goes and records his own tall tales into an audio recorder for no one to hear. Oh, yeah. He's just, it's, it's, he enters his own little fantasy world whenever he sits down to record. It's just yeah. him. He just watched just... Uh, Lethal Weapon 3 and the addition of... Uh, Joe Pesci to the cast inspired him. He just had to get this on tape. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> I love Joe Pesci in Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> Is he not in 2? I thought he was in 2. I thought 3 was the first one he was in. I might Man. be wrong. I was going to sit down and watch 3 last night. So so in essence, this is, this is a show about, about us if we were born 20 years earlier or 15 years earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just a guy named Phil and he has a little Panasonic tape recorder and he interviews people but he never releases the interviews because he doesn't have a show which is what a podcast essentially is right mm -hmm. yeah it's just a show for people who don't have a show that's Phil had a podcast before that yeah do you got one more I do this one is called a cook for the dead ooh a Cook for the Dead. Man, that's mm -hmm. that sounds like it's a book that Obama would put on his uh his end of the year reading list. And then people'd be like, Oh, you know, have you read it? And then and then you say no, and they're like, Oh, and then they kind of pretend that they have, but nobody actually has. They're they're like excellent. Mm. I couldn't Just have an actual conversation about this really. book that I didn't read, but I did read a blurb about it, and this guy hasn't read it at all. Completely yeah. in the Really uh, poignant critiques in this uh, in the cook for the dead, or possibly it's it's a children's book about a, a, a pizza chef uh, who makes uh, pepperoni pizzas for Dracula. Ooh, and uh, it's worth uh, five accelerated reader points. Uh, and it's a quick read, good read. Uh, cook for the dead. Uh, make sure that you get the sequel uh, where he makes a um, Wiener Schnitzel for Frankenstein. <laughs> The second title is not nearly as poetic as the a cook for <laughs> yeah, the dead, and then no. its sequel, a uh, Wiener Schnitzel for Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A minced meat pie for the creature from the Black Lagoon. A cook for the dead. Honestly, it it has like a kind of Dia de los Muertos vibe to it. You know, mm -hmm. like maybe this is like. It, it seems be like it'd something... be a good good gig to get if you could get it, because the dead aren't going to care. So you, you're just making food that looks presentable, looks pretty. Mm -hmm. You're just displaying is... it around their butt. Like you're you're not going to be expected to to put one of your uh, uh, like one of your cookies into the dead guy's mouth and move his jaw up and down and be like, mm -hmm. he really likes it. Yeah, this is almost like the cooking show equivalent of Phil had a podcast before that, where this is. Uh, just a guy with a cooking show and he's been sealed up in an Aztec sarcophagus and he just has to keep <laughs> cooking. Yeah. 
and talking about what he's cooking. Now, what I like to do here is I <clears throat> I take a little bit of this chicory root and I grind it up into uh, into the oil as I'm sautéing. It really gives an earthy flavor. Don't you think so, uh, King Quetzalcoatl? Huh? No, he. Can't. I forgot. He's dead. Anyway, I gotta cook for him though. They've entombed me in this cave. <laughs> And uh, I've I've been told that uh, uh, it's expressly uh, forbidden for me to eat any of this food. <laughs> Boy, it smells good. I hope that the king is enjoying it in his afterlife. As he's fly- flying away to the land where the sun sleeps. A cook for the dead. This could also just be where we come up with recipes for uh, Dracula and or or dead people. Yeah, well. Go through the obituaries. I feel, I feel like I probably should not have said that Dracula got a pizza because, I mean, you know, it stands on garlic. So I feel yeah. like I'm going to be making him a, a, a poor pie. It's got that really sweet ketchupy sauce. Mm-hmm. Just bland as hell. I like it that way. It's, you know, Transylvania not known for their delicious pizza. Hey, did you guys not think to uh, make the sauce of blood for me? <laughs> oh, sorry, Dracula. You know, not our thing. I mean, blood and cheese together. Finally. Finally. Yeah. People have been clamoring for blood and cheese. Yeah. It's the it's the greatest team up since Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Which one of them do you think would be blood and which one would be cheese? Oh, Tom Hanks is 100% cheese. Yeah. Agreed. But Meg Ryan being blood doesn't feel doesn't feel great. What if we replace Meg Ryan with Norman Reedus's character from Blade after he turns into the blood monster? Okay. Now, I don't know that that the blood monster ever had a movie with Tom Hanks though. Well, this is what I'm saying is that we just Sleepless this in is, Seattle. This is going to be old school Tom Hanks, where he's just very exasperated by all the bad things yeah. that are happening in a comedic fashion. Yeah, it's where he owns a big, he owns a big blood bank, and then there's yeah. a little tiny mom and yeah. pop mom blood and bank pop down blood the street. Bank. <laughs> it's called You've Got Blood. <laughs> they keep getting, they keep giving each other blood transfusions, but they never meet until the third act. And oh boy, then oh boy. And Dave Chappelle is there. Do you remember that? He's in You've Got Mail? Oh, no, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Dave no, Chappelle didn't. plays Tom Hanks' best friend in You've Got Mail. I, I can't refute that. It, I, I have seen that movie, but not since 1998. So. Yes, yes. He is in You've Got Mail. Do you think that they uh, stayed close? Seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've, re- they've remained good friends and they are both the most beloved entertainers in America. You know, that is funny. They, they both are pretty beloved still, but uh, they both now have a group of people who absolutely hate them. And it's there is like zero crossover there, I think. Huh. Well, now I'm starting to try to fill out my uh, six-person meme card because... I would like to watch a show where where those two have arguments with uh, four other uh, people that are universally beloved, except for. This is a way better concept than what I came up with is doing the inverse where we come up with. okay, so Dave Chappelle 
Tom Hanks, but it has to be characters, right? Not so Dave Chappelle from Half Baked. I don't know. He's so you, you. You want you just want Chappelle. You you want. Uh, oh, you know you don't want one of his like fully formed characters that he plays in his movies. Oh yeah, Dave Chappelle, but it, it's Dave Chappelle from the introduction segments on Chappelle's show. So it's still yeah, kind Chappelle of, show Chappelle. Okay, Chappelle show Chappelle. Uh, Tom Hanks from uh, the Money Pit. The Money Pit. Tom Hanks. This is also cheating. That's just kind of Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, who else? Oh, let's get uh, let's get uh, Riggs from uh, Lethal Weapon. Okay, uh, Lethal Weapon one. Yes. Okay. Suicidal right. Riggs, where he's doing like the <laughs> stuff. You know. Okay. All right. Um... Yeah. 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 Oh, let's get Curly from the Three Stooges in there, too. Cool, Just, cool, cool, cool. Those two, they're out trying to out-curly each other the whole time. Okay. Uh, can 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 I get uh, Dustin Hoffman's Captain Hook in there? Yes. Okay. That rounds it out. Right? That's six. I mean, did, I mean, I, I picked a pirate that wears eyeliner. Like, I'm, I'm trying to, we, we didn't get a, I guess Curly's kind of a superhero, so he's kind of like the Iron Man of the bunch. Yeah. He, if uh, if he hears Pop Goes the Weasel, then he is the greatest <laughs> boxer on earth. <laughs> and the only thing, his only weakness is giving him cheese, I believe. That's how yeah. that worked. Yeah. Well, that he just keeps punching until you feed him cheese. And then he goes, <laughs> and sits down. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm with Scorsese on this. Marvel movies have never come up with anything as original as being the greatest fighter when you hear Pop Goes the Weasel. They don't make them like they used to. No way. Captain Marvel would have been much more interesting if they'd made her weak to cheese. All right, here are our ideas this week. We have the creepy crawl space, six degrees of state surveillance, piped in podcast, Sexy board game instead of dice. I'm actually calling to inform them now. Project Smoke and the not-so-deep thoughts of a connoisseur. Beyond Magic, the untold story of the Wizards of Wizard World. Phil had a podcast before that, and A Cook for the Dead. Hmm. I kind of I kind of want to do Phil did a po- had a podcast I really that. love Phil had a podcast <laughs> before that, too. I feel like that's the one. Okay. I don't dislike not, any not, of them. Not that there are like there there were good ones there, but that that one that is one of my favorite. And, and Beyond Magic, the untold story of the Wizards of Wizard World. I feel like we had two of the best Podtron ideas ever in this one episode. Yes. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, if you want to hear Phil had a podcast before that, you can go to our Patreon, sign up to support the show. That's patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. It's all one long word. And sign up, uh, subscribe to support our show. And in exchange, you will get access to a whole back catalog of attempted podcasts, as well as a new one straight to your iTunes or Spotify or whatever device you use every week. All you have to do is click that link and sign up to support the show. And, uh, of course, also give us a review. Go on to iTunes or whatever you use and just 
Give us five stars. Leave us a rating. Tell your friends. Get the word out. Um, we love you. I'm Nathan P. I'm, Woodard. I'm, I'm the bad guy. I don't love you. Oh. I you really have to like earn you. his love. Yeah. All right. I'm Nathan P. Woodard. I'm, I'm Andrew James Estes and disappointed in you. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.